You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. And welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Byer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Joined tonight, as always, by my faithful co-hosts. We got Nate Christian and Chevin Nooney. Gentlemen, good evening. Good evening, Mike. Hi. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm fire. Nah, I wasn't <laughs> talking to you. I was talking to Chef. We're doing great, man. You know, we just had the combine this last week. A lot of people's getting real hype now in the league chat. So very excited to see what happens in the next few weeks. Seems like uh, league chats are starting to pick up. Mike's yep, favorite time favorite. of the year. So <laughs> Mike's really excited about this. I mean, this I will is say it's dream. important. No, you know what, Chev? I am excited when the league chat starts to pick up again because then I remember, oh, I have to mute this. So <laughs> I forgot to do it already. So now I could just go back and take care of it. And, you know, everybody, I don't hate talking to people. I enjoy talking to people. But you always have every league has that one guy where it can't just be one message. It has to be 18 different messages to say one thing. And it's like That's my pops is pops. Does That's that him. It's a really? stream of consciousness. Yep. <laughs> Uh, or a stream of unconsciousness by the time you get done reading it. So, but I think it's a good stream. Streaming rookies. Mm. Not quite like streaming tight ends or quarterbacks. Here's my stream of thought about some rookies. Today we're going to be talking about, is it time to panic? Combine time is over. The rookie drafts are right around the corner. As your NFL drafts are right around the corner. I mean, maybe you already have rookie drafts that start going. Personally, I don't like to do them this early. I love landing spots. just makes things so much better. So, hey, is it time to panic? And are there some rookies that are going to bust out? We see it every year. Guys don't live up to expectations. So we figure what better way to be about it than to talk about it. That was pretty good. So some of these guys had rough combines. Not everybody came out and showed out like we thought they were going to do. Uh, Keishon Butte is one guy that we're going to be talking about tonight. So there's size concerns testing concerns you name it it's all over the place do we still think these guys are going to succeed and we'll let you know if why or are they just going to bust out maybe be better nfl contributors than fantasy contributors i just want to take a minute and say this time of the year we always see guys get overdrafted in the nfl draft they're going to be solid nfl contributors and that's not necessarily on your fantasy team i'm going to give you a couple examples right now because before you like mike who two two out well is one Tyquan Thornton is another. Velas Jones is another one. Guys that I just think were overdrafted. I mean, look, with the wide receiver room that the Bears had last year and Velas Jones couldn't get on the field, you have to be concerned. So let's talk about it and let's get into the aforementioned. Is aforementioned the correct word, Nate? Oh, no. Uh-oh. He kind of looks bad. like the teacher off of Incredibles a little bit right now. He's back. I'm back. I love that. I love Good. it. Thank you. I think I kind of look like the dad from Inside Out. A little bit. There you go. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I dig. That's I dig. my goal. But hey, let's get into it and let's go into the first one here. And that's the aforementioned Keishan Boutte. So 
little bit of a combine summary here. 5'11", 195. Showed very little athleticism in terms of speed, burst, or agility. And he finished with a 4.73 RAS per math bomb, which is just slightly above the bare minimum for an average NFL athlete. I'm sorry, for an average wide receiver athlete in the NFL. Before we get into it, Nate, can you just take a moment and explain what RAS is? Yeah, so it's relative athletic uh, score or athleticism score. And uh, guy over at Math Bomb, uh, Kent, I believe is his name, he created this this great formula. Huh? What's that? Great website, by the way. Oh, yeah, great website. Yeah, yeah he created this formula basically. He takes the different combine results in the 40, the, the height, the weight, the three cone drill, um, all, all those different things vertical, broad jump, combines those to come up with an athletic score. Basically, all around athletic score. You know, you might have heard of the Spark score. Um, you know, it's kind of similar to that, but this is one that is on a zero to 10 scale and it's actually based on percentile. So it's actually based on where they rank within the percentage of past results. So this year we saw uh, Zach Kuntz actually have the uh, 10.00 RAS, which is very impressive. And not only 10.00, uh, but he's actually the best athletic score of any tight end um since uh math bomb has been uh, since combine testing basically so you know that's over a 30 40 year period i believe so zach Kuntz, you know we probably weren't going to talk about him on this show today but he has the number one athletic showing of any tight end in nfl history at the combine so power to him six foot seven ran a four six one i think Nate, where do you think a good place would be to go to talk, hear about a guy like Zach Koontz? Oh, man. You know, you got to find some kind of place that, you know, you don't have to pay a lot, but you have to pay a little bit. And 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 they're going to give you podcasts about players like Zach Koontz and uh, Sam Laporta and all these other tight ends and quarterbacks that you love, but also running backs and wide receivers. Don't worry. There are some of those guys in there as well. Uh, you know, I think the Dynasty Rewind Patreon, Mike? Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. You get bonus pods for as little as $5 a month. You also get some written content. You can upgrade to the $10 tier, the gold tier. And hey, you know, it's a lot of money every month. For some people, you could do it as a yearly thing and you get a 10% discount right off the rip. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Got plenty of room for you there. Come on over. But Nate, since you love going first, why don't we start with you? Are we trusting or busting on Keishan Boutte, who, by the way, even afterwards, he still believes he's wide receiver one in the class. I guess he didn't watch JSN run or do anything. So what are your thoughts yeah. on Boutte? Well, my thoughts are I'm not going to be busting on Kayshawn Boutte, um, but I, I'm going to say he's a bust. Um, so I was already out on Kayshawn Boutte a year ago because despite a good performance this sophomore season, I just didn't think that he had that NFL draft profile where he was going to be able to take those skills that he showed into the NFL. I thought there was some inconsistency. Plus he had the foot issue. And then as the offseason went on, there was some, you know, off the field issues, maybe with, with Chip Kelly when he got there and just, just some weird stuff going on. And then we get into the season and mean Brian Kelly, right? Brian Kelly. Sorry. Two great Kellys who coach college football. <laughs> um, Brian Kelly. Yes. And just, the lack of production this year, he was really overtaken by Malik Neighbors, who I think is a, a great wide receiver out of LSU. And Boutte really took a, a backseat to him in, in the wide receiver room. And even some other guys, you know, had their games, and Boutte kind of sat, sat second, third, fourth even sometimes. Mm -hmm. And just that lack of taking over the wide receiver room definitely was a red flag for me. And then, the you know, the, the off-the-field issues as well, coming into the draft, you know, he was going to go back to LSU, decide not to um, – and went into the draft 
maybe that was part of the athletic testing issue. Maybe he was late to go to the draft and that was part of the issue. But either way, it was a very poor showing. And especially with the recent trend of LSU wide receivers, I think just disappointing and yeah. a little embarrassing for the LSU helmet, which has been so proudly worn by so many great wide receivers here recently. Um, so, you know, I understand there's still some potential there. I understand the film still looks decent, but overall with everything that's happened in the pre-draft process over the past year for Keishon Boutte, I am completely out on him. I'm not looking to draft him in any of my leagues, honestly. Yeah, Chev, I think you and I are probably going to agree with Nate here. Unless he gets really good draft capital somewhere and he falls to me, you know, at a decent value in the draft, like say second round, I'm okay with taking a shot mm-hmm. on Keishon Boutte. So I don't want to say I'm really necessarily out out on any player although i'll probably say i'll probably forget that i said that and then say it again this episode so you know whatever um but a lot of people could be like well his quarterback wasn't as good well they had joe burrow at lsu at one point in time so it's kind of hard to compare to Jaden daniels did throw for almost three thousand yards 2913 and he threw for 17 touchdowns which isn't a ton but still keishan butte couldn't really muster up what a lot of people thought he could I was disappointed, so I'm out at what people would likely have to pay. Chev, agree or disagree? Yeah, I agree with you guys. Just a big fall from grace, man. He was a guy that was being talked about as a wide receiver one a few years ago and just has not shown to be that guy, even at, on his own team. So that worries me. I, I obviously have more film to do on him, but I can tell from what I saw at the Combine that I'm probably not going to really – be super thrilled with what I see. I mean, I think he's a decent player. Like Mike said, if he gets a good – if he comes into a second round, later in the second round, I'm fine with taking him, giving that shot. I mean, he has a lot of potential from what people say, but I don't know. I just feel like the fall from grace, the off-the-field issues, there's a lot going on in his life, and I don't know if I'm ready to, to put my stake on him for fantasy football at this point. Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree. Got to give me that value before I consider mm-hmm. him. So yeah. Let's move on to the next guy. What, what do we do with this former five-star recruit? That's Zach <laughs> Evans at Ole Miss by way of TCU. He did not test or participate in any drills due to an injury. Um, I, I don't know, man. Even so, what he put on film, I'll start it off here. What he put on film this year, I, I said to Nate a while back, I thought TCU Zach Evans was better than Ole Miss Zach Evans. He just took what was there. He didn't really create anything necessarily. Mm-hmm. He didn't try to really juke guys. He seemed disinterested at times, and he lost a lot of playing time to freshman uh, running back Quinshot Judkins. So <laughs> a guy who's supposed to be so dynamic, physical, powerful, he definitely has the skills. It's almost like he chooses not to be good. When, when you watch him, he's very frustrating to watch. So mm-hmm. I'm out on Zach Evans, unless it's maybe the back half of the second round. You know, now that being said, if he goes to a team and they come out and say, he's our guy from day one, obviously you have to consider, and it's always okay to reevaluate players and your processes throughout this whole thing. So I'm just out at where he's likely going to be drafted in rookie drafts. We'll kick it to you next, Chev. What are your thoughts on Zach Evans? Yeah, it's really hard to say anything about him. We talked about him a lot on the the past podcast that we did. And, you know, I think he's got some home run speed, some home run talent, but there's also things where you just want to see more. You want to see him juke somebody. I love that he goes north and south a lot, but, you know, I want to see some versatility out of him. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of times I don't see that. And I don't know how much he'll help in the passing game either. 
Uh, it just doesn't seem like he's going to be that dude in the NFL where he takes over a, a committee. He's, he's going to be the B guy, in my opinion. He's going to be the guy that has the home run speed that spells him. Um, I wanted to see him. He needed to show off his speed, in my opinion, to do something. We're going to have to wait a little bit, but not doing anything, uh, it sucks. Especially being hurt during this time, that's not good. So, hate to see it. Um, I think he's got some talent, but I, I just I need to see where he gets drafted. Honestly, he he's really going to be dependent on where he's drafted for me. Nate, you want to close us out on Zach Evans? Yeah. So when you go to the NFL Combine, you kind of have two choices as, as a prospect. You know, you have one choice is hey, I drop some weight and I run really well, mm-hmm. or hey, I gain some weight. I might not run as well, but I get that that weight number I need to get to, right? You know, it depends on your situation. Yep. Zach Evans did neither of those things. Okay. You know, he didn't test because of an injury. But Zach, if you're going to go to the combine and not run at all, you need to eat some more food before you get there because he was listed at 215. He gets there at 202 weigh-in. That's not great. Mm-hmm. I mean, he weighs three more pounds than Jameer Gibbs, who is two inches shorter and worried about Jameer Gibbs' size. Why are we not worried about Zach Evans' size? 5'11", 202. I mean, I'm already worried about his play and about, you know, he has some power, but come on, 5'11", 202, if you're not going to run at all, that's not a good number to put up. And I think this was actually a pretty big loss for him. You know, I'll say when people don't test, you know, I would love to say they just get to stay in place, but when you don't test, you do fall behind because other people are moving forward. The world does not stand still. But when you fall behind because you don't test, plus you fall behind because you didn't weigh in well, Mm. it's not going well for Zach Evans so far in this pre-draft process. Not like, at least not in my evaluation. It just keeps getting worse and worse. Bryce Young is in the same comparison to this, though. Not throwing yep. when you have all those dudes that you're going up against to be the 101. For me, that hurt him in my perspective here because yeah. you had the opportunity to go out there and say, hey, here we go, let's compete. You're in the same group as these dudes, and you got your backpack on. I, yeah. I mean, he's not. He's, it doesn't hurt his play. But, you know, as a competitor, you want to see him go out and say, I'm the 101 of this class. You're going to pick me because I'm about to show you. And yeah. didn't do that. He showed I, up with a backpack and a hoodie. So Yeah, and it sounds super nitpicky and nuanced, but yeah. we're talking about the 0.01% of, you know, football players in the world. We're talking about a organization, the NFL, that, you know, it is nitpicking every single thing. I mean, they're diving into these quarterbacks like elementary school records, man, yeah. to try to figure out everything about them. We're allowed to at least, you know, talk about if they've competed in the NFL combine or not. You know, it, yeah. it does matter. Maybe it won't matter two years from now when they're on the field. But at this point in this process, when we're projecting these guys out and where they're going to land in the NFL draft and things like that, this stuff does matter. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to our next one. That's Devin A-Chain. I believe I said his last name right. So, Coming in at five eight and a half, one eighty eight, despite a good showing in drills along with great athletic testing, he's again smaller than anyone was really hoping for. Watching his film, I like what I see, but the size is concerning. I don't think he's a guy that's ever going to be able to take on a full workload in the NFL. He could be a good complimentary back, but it's going to be in limited fashion at that size. You know, there's a lot of guys who are that size, but bulking up over two hundred pounds. So again. Last mock we did, I think he went at the 112. I'm definitely not taking him there. It's going to be way later than that for a part-time player. Chev, you in or out? 
112, man. I don't know if I could do that one. That yeah, one's tough. Rich Did range. Kendra Miller go behind him, or was he before him? Do you know? No, he was behind him. Yeah. Wow. No, I, I couldn't do that. I can see Kendra Miller being a guy that could take over a backfield. Mm-hmm. Devin Chain. I see him being another complimentary guy that, you know, I think he plays a significant role on the kick returns, punt returns, and whatnot. I think that's where he's going to make his bread and butter with his speed and his agility and his versatility, I think that's where he is going to be best fitted at. He's going to be a guy that you try to get in the space in your offense, um, but I don't see him being a guy that is just going to be leading a backfield and just dominating touches. I just – I can't see with him at this point. I think he's the size and, you know, I think he's a good player. I think he's an incredible athlete, but I just don't see – the massive playmaking ability that it takes to be like a good fantasy player for your teams. And in the NFL too, I mean, especially mm-hmm. with these big guys that are coming out now. I mean, I know Nate's been talking about a lot, how the league's getting smaller, but defenders like they're, they're pretty big still. They're 300 yeah. pounds. They're going to be chasing you down. So offensively, maybe we're getting a little smaller, but you know, these defenders are still pretty dang big. So I like Devin Chain. I think he's a great athlete, but I don't know if I'm drafting him at 112. He's definitely a second round guy for me if I'm taking him. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm kind of out on a chain, especially at the 112. I think he's a second round pick for me in a rookie draft. Yeah. You know, I like the potential that he brings. He does have incredible speed, you know, playmaking ability. I think he would look really good with the Miami Dolphins, though. That's really easy to say for a lot of running backs, but I think his speed uh fits that that scheme pretty well. Um I don't think he's a guy that's going to be taking a lot of the carries. You know, he just he can't hold on to 20-something carries a game for a full season. That's probably not likely at 188 pounds, five foot eight. Um, I love the speed, though. I really do. I think yeah. A-Chain's actually a pretty good running back. The size is a concern for me. And as long as he gets the day two draft capital, he's definitely a second-round pick in rookie drafts. If he gets day three draft capital, I am out, though. Um, I listen to the NFL. But Devin A-Chain – he's a bust at the 112 give me him at the 206 pretty happy yes as long as he gets that day two draft capital all right let's move on to a guy who helped make sam howell look good at unc when we thought all hope was lost that's josh downs so he came in again this appears the reoccurring theme smaller than expected 59171 did have a good combine combine outside of his measurables, mm-hmm. good athletic testing, and it was nothing short of impressive, setting himself well apart from the rest of the pack. But are we concerned with his size? I mean, 5'9", 171. And I've everyone's throwing around slim slim reaper comparisons, you know, Devonta Smith. But look, he won the Heisman Trophy. He's one of the best route runners that I've ever seen. He's an Eagles wide receiver, and he was polished when he came out. So Lazy analysis for all these short guys that are just little twigs running around out there. Nate, we in or out? A lot of slot wide receivers here. Yeah, I'm still in on Josh Downs, but I think how this is measured out does probably keep him into the slot at the NFL level. You know, I thought that he had the talent to go in and out. I thought that he was going to be a versatile player. I think he still has some of that ability, but I think at the NFL, once he meets that physicality and those outside uh, cornerbacks, there's no chance for him to play out there consistently. Uh, so I think this really just proves that he is limited to the slot. I still think he's a very good player, and I don't think it's going to limit him too much out of the slot as long as he gets to play out of there. Um, you know, it, I think it does limit his upside, 
But in fantasy football, I'm not sure if it does because I think he still has that slot role. And as we know, that slot role can lead to a lot of volume, and he has yep. the playmaking ability to be very efficient with that volume. So while I am concerned a little bit NFL-wise, I'm actually not too concerned fantasy football-wise, and he's still um, one of my top five wide receivers in this draft class. Uh, still my wide receiver three in this draft class, mm-hmm. actually. Um, so that is what I have to say about him. Yeah. Great. Chat. Agreed. Uh, the, the size really doesn't matter to me. I think fantasy-wise, slot's great. That's what I want most of the time anyway. So Josh Downs, like Nate said, wide receiver three. I think I have him as three or four. I'm all in on him still. I think the size for wide receivers is way less important than running backs for me. I think you can be a 5'9", 171 guy and still be okay at the wide receiver position. Yeah, As long yeah. as you can separate, which yep. he can. Which he can do. Which great. can absolutely do. And, you know, I think, you know, I mentioned him as my wide receiver three, and then Chev said wide receiver three or four. I think mm-hmm. it's it's kind of hard to have a legitimate wide receiver three set in stone because you yeah. can go either way, really, with Josh Downs or Quentin Johnston. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if we're counting JSN and Addison as the one and two, yeah. you know, it, those two players are so different play style-wise, physically, mm-hmm. just everything so different. But at the same time, both have such high potential fantasy football-wise. Uh, I think, you know, they're both risky. I think Josh Downs wasn't as risky, but maybe with this size concern, maybe he's just a bit more risky. Don't know if he's as risky as Quentin Johnston, but both guys I do think have incredible potential. All right. So moving on to Zay Flowers. Hey, another 5'9 wide receiver, but he bulked up to 182 pounds. Just keep that in mind. He overall, hey, he had a good combine, ran a nice 40, did lack a little bit of burst and explosiveness uh, in testing. For the most part, his drills were solid. Did have some down reps where he showed a little bit less polish. But, you know, hey, when you're playing with such an elite quarterback like Phil Djokovic, you don't need to be the most polished route runner because he can put it anywhere. <laughs> you know, look, same thing. I'm going to say the same thing with uh, Flowers as Josh Downs. They can separate. They project to me as a slot slash gadgety wide receiver in the NFL. Still going to get some reps. I mean, look, Hunter Renfro is a slot receiver, and until he got hurt, he was pretty damn good for your fantasy teams. Obviously, you have to temper expectations, but I can't say that I'm out on him. I'm not going to overdraft him, but I'm out on him if he's drafted too high or his ADP goes too high. Chev, we'll kick it to you. Your thoughts? Probably the same as Downs, right? Yeah, I mean, I still trust him. You know, he's 5'9", 182, but, I mean, he's a smooth operator, man. He's a guy that, you know, his route running is good enough to win in the NFL, and that's what I'm really looking for. If if it wasn't, then we'd be in big trouble because if you're that big and you're not doing anything route running-wise, then you're going to be – you're going to be hurt. People are going to be smacking you around. But I'm still on Zay Flowers. I think he's a good player. Still got more film to do on him. But from what I've seen, I really do like him. Mr. Uh, Devi team lead? Yeah. You know, I thought you were about to call me two-time champion. <laughs> you know, that's what I was expecting, honestly. Yes. Yes. But, you know, for my championship team, I'm, I'm looking to bring Zay Flowers onto my team. I'm not too worried about – Five nine one eight two. Just like I said with Downs, you know, I think it does limit him a bit NFL wise. But Flowers is still a guy that he plays out of the slot. He does well to get separation and he creates yards after the catch. And as long as you can do those three things, you know, size. If you're five foot nine, it's not that big of a deal. If you're five foot seven, I'm a bit more concerned, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Zay Flowers, five nine one eight two. He's pretty pretty built for a smaller receiver. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so let's move on. We got a couple more here. Sean Tucker came in, and this is not a bad or not a good look for Sean Tucker, a guy who a lot of people thought could be as high as the number two running back in this class at one point in time. Came in at 5'9, 207. So again, size concerns just reigning supreme everywhere. And it shows you cannot trust the college's measurements. All that matters is the combine. And if a player doesn't go to the combine, they're probably not going to be famous. I was like six one in college when I played baseball. I would just bump up my stuff, dude. Yeah. Football is six two in high school. So I'm like five eleven. So I bumped the <laughs> crap out of those things, man. There you go. Nobody will ever know. Uh Tucker did not well, they don't know. Uh Tucker did not do any testing or drills at the combine. We could not find any reasoning as to why anyone heard anything. If you've heard anything, if you're listening to this. Feel free to DM us on Twitter. If you're watching this and you know why, go ahead and throw a comment down below. We couldn't find anything. We had tried our best. By we, I mean Bob. Um, couldn't find <laughs> anything. But, you know, for me, I'm kind of out on Sean Tucker right now. I think he's still going to be drafted too high. And I'd rather take a guy like Tank Bigsby, Zach Charbonnet, or Kendra Miller. Got, or even, you know what, Roshan Johnson. I'm starting to come around on a little bit more. I'm actually planning on this weekend, if I have time, going back and rescouting Roshan Johnson just because of everything that people have said to me. I want to give him another look. Again, reevaluate your process. But I just think where he's going, I could get some guys that are bigger backs, can carry a workload. I know we're going to get me more fantasy points. Nate, Boston, Trustin. That sound really cool and hip there, yeah. don't I? It's cool. Super cool, bro. Anyway, I, I actually I still like Sean Tucker. I'm a little disappointed that he didn't run at the combine. I thought he had a chance yeah, to put a really good 40 number, you know, uh, similar to A chain, possibly, mm-hmm. you know, with those low low four threes. So I, I'm sad that Sean Tucker didn't run, but like I said, he definitely falls behind a little bit because the world moves on. But uh all in all, five foot nine, a little concerning too. I thought he was gonna be five foot ten. Happy he's two oh seven, though, much better than a chain, you know. A little bit taller than a chain, but a good 20 pounds heavier just about. So I'm still on Sean Tucker. I still think he's going to do well. I don't think he's going to be drafted in the second round at this point. Uh, At least the hype's not there at this point. Maybe after his pro day. But I think in the last rookie draft we did, he was either late second or early third. At that point, he is an insane value. I think he's a guy that we're – I'll check for you. Yeah, let, let me know because I think we're forgetting about Sean Tucker because he didn't come to the Senior Bowl. He didn't come to the Combine. He hasn't – well, he did come to the Combine. He didn't test, though. Um, he hasn't He hasn't created any hype, this pre-draft mm-hmm. process. And to be quite honest, if you're not creating hype during the pre-draft process, you and your agent are kind of falling behind because, let's be honest, hype gets you into the NFL draft a couple slots earlier. 110. So in our last mock – Oh, he he was, was Oh, I'm sorry. This was the last one that I did that we didn't all do together. Yeah, you don't have you don't you weren't in Bob's because we, we shared it, so you don't have Dang. it. But it was pretty late. It was either late second or early third. But we can't forget about Sean Tucker. He's still a good running back. He's not one of the top one, two, three guys in this class, but I still think he's a guy that can make some noise. He has some good receiving ability, lots mm-hmm. of speed, and he does have that bigger size than a guy like A Chain, so he still can take up some of those carries in between the tackles. Yeah, I'm, I'm still in on Sean Tucker. I think we know he's going to be a speedster. He's yep. going to be a guy that just blazes his 40. I'm not too worried about it. Like, I mean, maybe he could be a little bit bigger. I mean, if I can see him at 210, 215, I'd probably be a little happier if he 
could have gained a few inches somehow. Go, yeah. go, go hang a little bit, you know, just get some, get some straight leg hangs in, but I'm not too worried. I mean, we, I knew this guy's going to be a blazer. If he's not testing, I'm not too worried about it at this point. I think there's plenty of time. Like Nate said, though, I mean, he's a guy that's kind of just fallen under the radar. I don't know if mm-hmm. his agent took his Twitter away and he's not <laughs> tweeting anymore, but I, I need to see a Sean Tucker tweet say something. Why he did. He's, a, he's a tweeter, man. I love that. Ran for 20 attempts, 150 yards, three touchdowns. Not satisfied or something. I love yeah, it. I love not that. Not pleased. Stuff. He says pleased. And he puts number 34 in there. I love that. I love um, He did go. I was wrong. He did go to 3 1 in the last See, mock that yeah, came out. Crazy. On oh Monday. Gosh. So at that price, oh, I'm going to take. I'm going to take him all day to 3 1. And as per our producer, Sean, who should have been looking up where he went in the last mock draft, Sean. Uh, whatever. Uh, he did have confirmed meetings with the 49ers, Patriots, and Dolphins at the Combine. Mm-hmm. I'd be more interested if he went to the Dolphins. I think that is a much clearer path to playing time than included. You know, sitting behind Christian McCaffrey, he'll probably start a game or two. Christian McCaffrey misses time. And the Patriots, they just cluster after. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like... Well, you know, you know the 49er way is those fast running backs like Sean Tucker. Yep. And if Mike McDaniel's trying to recreate that, whew, Sean Tucker would look really nice in a Dolphins uniform. That's the, that's the running back landing spot this year. It is the it, yeah. It I mean, it's easy to say about anybody. And you know what? You know, you can see a lot of different running backs in that scheme. You can see them, you know, succeeding. But when you look at the past guys that have been in that scheme, you know, the the Shanahan tree is not scared of undersized running backs. That's mm-hmm. true. As long as they're fast. Yep. Yeah. And they don't necessarily need to be good receivers either because they will always find their quote-unquote receiving back. Mm-hmm. But the guys who are the primary ball ca- carrier, they still get enough carries, still get enough touches that they're extremely startable in fantasy. So, yeah. yes, Miami, perfect landing spot. Let's move on, shall we, to the smallest player ever measured in the history of the NFL scouting combine, Kansas State running back Deuce Vaughn, coming in at five foot five, <laughs> one seventy nine. He did not participate in most, most athletic testing, but he did do the practice drills. He looked great. Look, Deuce Vaughn has a ton of talent, mm-hmm. but and size, especially for him, this class as a whole here, it's really hard to look past. I'm out. I'm sorry. I don't care where he gets drafted. The guy's too small to be a viable fantasy asset. He's a guy you have to scheme. And remember what I've said, guys that you know you have to scheme plays for, those are guys that have a hard time getting on the field. Those are guys that have a time. Lim Bowden is the guy I go back to all the time. Well, they put in a package for him, and what did he do? He got traded in training camp, and then I don't think he ever played again. So guys like that, I'm just completely out on. Too small. It's not going to do anything on the field. It's not going to do anything for your fantasy roster. Does anyone disagree with that? I'm actually I, kind of into Deuce Vaughn at value, exactly. which is going to be – Say if, if Deuce Vaughn is drafted in the fourth or fifth round of the NFL draft, then I'm interested. If he's a sixth or seventh rounder, I'm probably not that interested except for maybe the back end of the fourth, fifth round, something like that. But if he's drafted in the fourth or fifth round. J.J. Taylor. I like Deuce Vaughn. I like that what he does on film. I understand he's five foot five. Boston Scott's five foot six. And I don't think Deuce Vaughn's going to be a guy who's going to get a workhorse load. But hey, if Deuce Vaughn can be Boston Scott. It's not a bad little pickup there in the you know back half of the third round if you're look out New York Giants if that's the case. Yeah, look out New York Giants. So I think Deuce Vaughn, when I can pick him up at the back end of the third into the fourth round, 
when he's that day early day three pick, I'm into that. If he's being drafted anywhere before that, uh, I'm out. If he's undrafted free agent, I'm probably out. But I like the guy, man. He's got some talent. And I think he's got enough talent to at least make some noise at the NFL level. At least make some noise. Yeah, I think he's he's got some electricity in him. I think he can make some plays. I want to see him just be pass catching, man. I want to see him yeah. just own like an Austin Eckler type role. Obviously, he's probably not getting as many touches, but somebody that just gets peppered with targets, I think he would thrive. Like Nate, the value, that's that's the key with him. I, I see him getting drafted late almost every single draft. If I can mm-hmm. get this guy later in drafts, I'm, I'm totally in. If I can't, I'm, I'm probably just going to pass. And, you know, if he, if he does well, he does well, great. Um, but if he busts, he's 5'5", 179. It's, that's not a risk that I'm, like, just willing to take. But if, it's, if the opportunity's there, I'm all in. So per last mock, he went at the 312. He went behind players such as our man Izzy, Israel Abanaconda, Kenny McIntosh, Roshan Johnson with the three picks directly ahead of him. And then two picks after him, my man Dwayne McBride, which you know I'm gladly going to take over Deuce Vaughn. <laughs> I will say this. You're comping him to Boston Scott. I get it. I understand that. Boston Scott does have one inch and 24 pounds on him. However, he is over 200 way. pounds. So he's a very, very stockily built guy. I don't hate the comp. I get it. But still, at the 312, I'm still going to tweak Dwayne, take Dwayne McBride first. And Evan Hall in this draft goes at the four or five. Evan Hall's a guy you want to hear about him. Patreon. Let's move on. Jordan Addison, who was at one point in time Nate's number one wide receiver in this class until he came to his senses. Hey, guess what? He's smaller than we thought. 5'11, 173. He was playing through an injury. He did participate in some practice drills before he called it a day. Ran a slower 44.49 than was expected. Again, injured. Um, he did not participate in any agility testing injuries and again hey size is a concern under six foot under 180 pounds for a wide receiver cue the devonta smith comps but um nate since he was your wide receiver at one at one point in time start with you concerned or negatory on that um negatory on that and i am not really sure what we're doing here with saying hey look at that jordan addison's small well he was listed at six foot, 174 pounds, and he came into the combine 5'11, 173. He lost an inch and a pound. That's, that's not like he came in here and he's like five foot nine, 150 pounds all of a sudden. We knew this guy was a slim reaper kind of body type. Mm-hmm. I did not expect him to come in and all of a sudden gain 10 pounds. I don't know if other people were, but if they were, they weren't, they weren't thinking correctly. So I want people to understand the NFL combine is for validation, it is not for revelation. This is not where you come to your senses and say, oh, this guy's small. You should have figured that out weeks before the NFL combine. Come on, people. Come on. <laughs> Can I, you tell I, that his daddy was a preacher, everybody? <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> He's a double counting. Come on. Yeah. It's like Anthony Richardson. Yes, Anthony Richardson had one of the most impressive combines ever by any player, let alone a quarterback, any player. Yeah. And you know what? We kind of knew that was going to happen. It's not taken away at all his performance, but we kind of knew it was going to happen. We knew going into the combine that Anthony Richardson – is a freak of nature athletically. We knew that. Yeah. Now, to see it is something else, and it is impressive. It is certainly impressive. Mm-hmm. But let's remember, we knew that going in. Doesn't change the film. Doesn't change the game film, people. So Jordan Addison, you got Kenny Pickett draft from the first round. I'm still taking him in the first round. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not out. Again, you know, yeah, he's a little smaller, but a little bit. An inch and a pound, and he's been playing at this his whole career. We've seen what he's He's done it two different schools, two different quarterbacks. I'm in. 
on Jordan Anderson far and away. Chev, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, he's been dominant at two schools that he's played at with two different quarterbacks. Obviously, I mean, Kenny Pickett's – he got drafted first. Caleb Williams is going to get drafted first probably as well. So, I think he's just a playmaker, man. He's a guy that knows how to play the game of football. I mean, four four nine. like, we got to remember, like, these four four nines are not terrible. Like, that's pretty damn fast still. <laughs> We're not running four For threes. Sure. A lot of these four three guys don't even show out in the NFL. So, four four nine, not a big deal. I mm-hmm. uh, hate that he was trying to play through injury, though. I mean, maybe not the time to try to go through this combine injured, but, you know, he's got some got some nuts on him to go out there and try to prove his stuff still. So I, I'm still in on him. There's no way I'm getting off of him just because of that. So just a brief overview here. I mean, this draft class is still good, right? Yeah, I think so. Look, this is a bad omen, this podcast. We're just saying – are we worrying? But this is only a small fraction of the draft class. There's still a lot of great guys. Go back and reference our last mock draft Monday if you want to see all about it. I mean, plenty of guys in here that I will not mind getting my hands on just looking at the draft board. The first round is chock full of goodness. Again, go check it out. I'm not concerned. Lots of good guys. Chev, we'll kick it to you. Your thoughts here. We're still a good draft class, right? Yeah, I'm not really concerned. I mean, we're not expecting draft classes to be five rounds deep. I mean, if we can get through two rounds, I feel like that's a pretty successful draft class. And I think we can get through two rounds with this draft class. I think there's plenty of talent here. Maybe wide receiver isn't as special as other classes before this, but that's hard to repeat every single stinking year. I think this year we have a lot more running backs that we can work with. So I, I like the draft class, though. I'm, I'm not really super worried at this point. Now, when the draft comes around, we might get worried. But right now, I'm feeling all right. Yeah, I will say you never know what's going to happen once the NFL draft weekend starts. You know, it can make or break a class for fantasy football, at least. But uh, talent-wise, this is a really great class. Now, maybe it's not your favorite fantasy football class because the wide receivers are weak. Mm -hmm. And we have decided that going into this offseason, you know, we've consensus dynasty builds or – like, hey, we got to focus on wide receivers because running backs are too volatile. There's only like eight good quarterbacks and tight ends is a wasteland after the first four. So let's build around wide receivers. Well, suddenly we have a class that's not built around wide receivers and we're freaking out. Well, football maybe is just a little bit like Mother Earth and it takes care of itself in cycles. And because we got a lot of wide receivers, maybe our expectations for wide receivers are higher now because we've had so many talented ones. So this class just isn't as good. Still some day two talent in there, though. And, hey, our tight ends are pretty rough in the NFL. Well, guess what? We got, like, 10 great tight ends in this class. Daniel Jeremiah said many times in the NFL Combine, this is one of the top classes in the past decade. This class has suddenly shown us that we might get four quarterbacks in the top 10 picks. So this might actually be a really great quarterback class, has the potential to be one. And we already know this is a really good running back class, very deep with talent uh, through day two. So, you know, I think this class is still great. Like Chef said, I think you can get through two rounds of picks and still be happy with all your picks and excited about them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, stay tuned. We're going to be definitely continue continuing to cover this draft class in depth. And you want even more in depth coverage, head on over to our Patreon. So I'm just going to end it right there. Patreon.com forward slash dinosaur rewind. Vinny, you were in the shop last week, man. You were talking about it, thinking about it. Don't talk, don't think, be about Ooh. it. Come on, man. Sign up. Patreon.com forward slash Dennis Rion. Plenty of room for you and all your chums. Don't forget to check out our awesome sponsors as well. We got SeatGeek. We got Underdog. Links are in the description of both the podcast and the YouTube video. If you're not subscribing to our YouTube channel yet, what are you watching on YouTube? YouTube.com 
search for us. I don't know exactly what the link is. So for Chef Nate, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Till next time, everyone, be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for watching, and thanks for hanging out with us on Sean's Taco Tuesday Night.